0: Secretary, please call the roll.
1: Commissioner Buell? Here. Commissioner Anderson? Here. Commissioner Griffin? Here. Commissioner Hallacy. Here. Commissioner Jupiter Jones? Here. Commissioner Louie? Here. Commissioner Mazzola? Here. This is the Recreation and Park Commission meeting of December 15, 2022. The San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We honor the Ramatish Ohlone peoples for their enduring commitment to Mother Earth. As the indigenous protectors of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As stewards of Parkland, we recognize our duty to honor the Ohlone through thoughtful and informed preservation and interpretation of ancestral land. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as First Peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community. Good morning and welcome to the Recreation and Park Commission. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall, room 416, with options to join and provide public comment remotely as well. We ask that you please turn off electronic devices and take any secondary conversations outside in order for the meeting to proceed as efficiently as possible. We ask listeners to turn down your televisions and or computers while listening on the phone. We ask for your patience if we experience any technical issues. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. Unless otherwise announced by the president, each person will have two minutes for public comment on each item. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available both in person in City Hall room 416 and via phone. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those who would like to join the meeting remotely, you can watch the meeting live on SFGovTV. You may also provide public comment via phone by calling 415-655-0001 using today's access code 2480 When you hear the agenda item you would like to comment on called, dial star three to be added to the queue to speak. You will be lined up in the system in the order you dial star three. The system will notify you when you are in line and waiting, during which time the system will be silent. All callers will remain on mute until their line is open. Everyone must account for the time delays and speaking discrepancies between live coverage and streaming. Please address your comments to the commission during public comment on items. In order to allow equal time for all, neither the commission nor staff will respond to any questions during public comment. The commission may ask questions of staff after public comment is closed. If there is an item of interest to you that is not on the agenda and is under the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission, you may speak under a general public comment. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in either of the following ways. By emailing recpark.commission at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be included in the legislative file as part of the matter. Written comments may also be sent via the US Postal Service to San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission, 501 Stanyan Street, San Francisco, California 94117. The following are short announcements for those of you joining us in person today. If the fire alarms activate, you must evacuate the building in an orderly fashion using any exit. Please note that elevators will immediately return to the first floor and are not available for use. If you need assistance out of the building, please make your way to the closest area of refuge, which is directly across the hall in the restroom. Inside the restroom is a speaker box. and City Hall security will answer. Let them know your location and they will assist you. Please note that this commission meeting is recorded and will be available for later viewing on sfgovtv.org. We are now on item two, continuation of remote meetings. And first I will take public comment on item two. Is there any public comment in room 416? Okay, SFGovTV, do we have anyone with their hand raised for item two? Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Commissioners?
0: We'll entertain a motion. I would
2: like to ask a question first. Please do. Um, With uh, the pan, not the pandemic, but COVID-19 on the rise and also the, uh, I don't know if it's RSV, something like that that's affecting children. Um, what's our process in terms of going back to a remote-type meeting if it intensifies?
1: I believe we're able to do that uh, still, um, if, if need be.
0: I, I would think so, because the zoo committee meets remotely uh, now, and uh, I don't see anything that would prevent us from doing it, double check it to see.
2: Okay, I I was just thinking about that the other day that it could come down to us having to go back. I hope it doesn't. I think it's important to have public meetings, but uh, I'll make the motion.
3: Second.
2: And moved and seconded, all those in favor?
1: Aye. 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 So moved. Okay, thank you. We're now at item three, President's Report.
0: Thank you uh, this morning's president report. I'm going to share with a few of my commissioners and at this point I would like to introduce Commissioner Anita Louie
4: Thank you President Buell. Um, I know commissioners uh, you agree that this year has been in wonderful history-making year for our parks so uh, on behalf of the <coughs> record Park Commission we want to uh, Share something with you. This is the Reckon Park Commission and Choir.
2: Put <laughs> your earplugs in. <laughs> it's, it's beginning to look like <laughs> Christmas, especially
0: in the park. Take a look at the promenade. You won't see in cars the owners have decided how it goes. It's beginning to look a lot like Crisp, like McLaren, But the prettiest sight you'll see are the people that you meet
2: all oh, uh, well. within Happy Holidays.
5: Happy Holidays.
2: Thank
0: you, Commissioner (laughs) Louie. There's unknown talent here. (laughs) Uh, Commissioner Anderson, you had something you wanted to say.
5: Um, Yes, I would like to remind everybody who doesn't already know this that the Marina Harbor is in our jurisdiction, too, and the San Francisco Marina Small Craft Harbor and Harbor Master are having a holiday event Tomorrow night, Friday, December 16th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. All are invited. Bring family and friends because we're going to have Santa Claus at 4.30. Pictures with Santa from 5 to 6.30. We're going to have snacks and drinks. And then there's the Lighted Boat Parade at 6. And we will have live music, playing the blues, Blind Lemon Pledge. And my favorite, the San Francisco Ukulele Rebellion. Come one, come all, tomorrow night. And I want to thank our Harbor Master, Scott Grindy, for being such a great host.
0: Thank you, Commissioner. And on a serious note, uh, we were saddened to learn of the passing of our colleague Lynn Nelson, a Bay Area native and fierce advocate for public golf. Our thoughts are with her family during this difficult time. She served as the Director of Golf Development for our department for more than five years, while working as the Chief Executive Officer of the Northern California Golf Association and General Manager and Director of Golf for the Half Moon Bay Golf Links prior to joining us. Lynn was a San Jose State University alumna and member of the 1980 San Jose State Spartans Women's Golf Team. As an accomplished golfer, her passion for the game led to a devoted career in golf with a mission of using the sport to bring people and communities together. Public golf held a special place in Lynn's heart, and she worked tirelessly to help (laughs) provide access, programming, and safe places for everyone to experience the game, regardless of social status, background, financial means, age, race, or gender. Her impact on our parks and San Francisco's public golf course is immeasurable and we are grateful for all that she has done for our city, the Bay Area, and the game of golf. And with that, that concludes the President's report.
1: Is there any public comment on the President's report? In room 416? Anyone with their hand raised on our comment line? No callers, okay. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. We are now on item four, the general manager's Uh, report. Oh,
2: sorry, Commissioner Griffin. Yes, uh, Commissioner Buell, may I make a suggestion that we uh, close, adjourn today's meeting in her honor? Thank you very much.
0: You may, and I'll make sure we, if you'll make that motion at the right time, we'll make that happen. Thank you, Commissioner. Yes. Thank you,
6: commissioners. Uh, Before I uh, don't sing the general manager's report, um
0: <laughs> we're grateful
6: yeah i know i uh just uh wanted to thank you for adjourning uh today's meeting in honor of lynn uh this was a rather uh sudden and sad moment uh for us uh she's as the as president buell noted she's worked for us for a number of years and uh uh had such you know wonderful deep uh connections in san francisco's golf community and was a uh, a GREAT ASSET uh, TO OUR ENTIRE GOLF TEAM, and INCLUDING DANA AND KEVIN Tehan AND ME, um, AND, uh, YOU KNOW, I THINK PART OF HER, her LEGACY WAS REALLY uh, PROMOTING AND STRENGTHENING uh, OUR CONNECTION TO WOMEN'S PROFESSIONAL GOLF uh, AND HER LEGACY, uh, AT LEAST IN PART. Uh, is the LPGA event that will be coming to Harding, so this was a sad one for us So thank you for uh, for adjourning in, in Lynn's honor All right, my non Singing although I think that was the first time I ever sang on TV
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> It's probably the last and time you didn't get paid I know I know thank you. Thank you. Thank extra. you extra All right as you all happy holidays everyone as you all may have heard the World Cup is underway. Uh, in fact, it concludes its uh, month-long uh, trip around the Sun. Well, it's month-long visit and it only visits every four years. Um, it concludes on Sunday, but it has been really as exciting as ever. We've been very proud to host a series of watch parties all over the city. Uh, with several partners, including uh, our lead partner, the nonprofit organization Street Soccer USA, uh, but also the Mayor's Office of Economic and Workforce Development, uh, yours and Soccer Foundation, San Francisco Parks Alliance, uh, KTVU, and a number of other partners have helped us uh, bring uh, World Cup soccer to San Francisco uh, at a number of iconic locations, including Union Square, the crossing at East Cut, which is really a cool cool space, and will soon be a uh, wreck-and-park park park in a few years. Uh, Civic Center, the Warfield, and then this Sunday on the JFK promenade for the final, which will be uh, Argentina versus France. Uh, Kickoff is at 7 a.m., so I know you all will be there bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. There will be hot chocolate warm drinks and maybe a pint Sunday. if uh, uh if that's your pleasure early on on the early morning. Anyway, uh these events so far have drawn uh over not including the crowd we yep. hope to get on the promenade and even despite the rain, uh these events have drawn over 6,000 people. Uh, to these various public spaces, reinvigorating our downtown area, which was uh, a strategy this year to contribute to the mayor's uh, efforts to bring people back downtown. And, you know, the reason why I'm so gung-ho about this is because San Francisco is, is, is a soccer city. It, it's, it's an international sport. It is the sport that is played most passionately and most consistently around the world. Uh, and San Francisco is an international city where we welcome with open arms people from all around the world, and it is fun to come together, and we're all from someplace else, and, and to share and express your heritage and your roots, uh, your your passion, whether it's with a little face paint or a jersey or a scarf, uh, it really does promote a sense of 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 commonness, even though so many differences can, can actually divide us. Soccer also has a, a, a big responsibility to inspire change, and while the, f- the play on the field and the community created in our plazas has been extraordinary, uh, we know this year that it was uh, through a, a really difficult and heavily criticized, justifiably criticized decision, uh, it was hosted in a country which quite candidly didn't deserve to host it. And uh, so, to spread awareness, it, it is a country that jails people who identify as LGBTQ. It is a country that does not uh, uh, grant women proper status. It is a country that, that uh, does, not take, uh, does not protect uh, its immigrant workforce. So, to spread awareness and inspire change, uh, Rec Park and our partners have been partnering with the Alwan Foundation which works to advance the rights of LGBTQ people in Qatar. The Alwan Foundation founder, Dr. Nas Mohammed, who also joined us at our tree lighting, is the first. He lives in San Francisco and has practiced medicine here after seeking political asylum in 2016. He is the first openly gay Qatari person. Uh, And he has been speaking at our watch parties uh, along, uh, we also uh, had uh, Sherilyn uh, Adams from Larkin Street Youth. Uh, we had a speaker who's the executive director of the LGBTQ Political Asylum Project. Uh, so we have introduced every one of our viewings with, with a message about the expectation that this great event also inspires change, which we hope that it will. Um, so it's really been fantastic, and it all comes to a very happy and exciting conclusion. It is Messi versus Mbappe uh, uh, Argentina versus France on the incredible JFK promenade. Uh, we actually start at six 30 tip off at 7. AM. I hope to see you there. I'll be there. Right on. All right. Um, so as we also also all know, based on the song we just sung, the holidays are officially here. Uh, Thank you to all who joined us at our annual tree lighting ceremony at McLaren Lodge, uh, went, which went off without a hit, even though it was pouring about five hours before the lights went on. Uh, uh, we It was a wonderful event. We were joined by many of you, by our mayor, uh, by thousands of people to the JFK Promenade to enjoy holiday lights, carnival rides, food trucks, performances, uh, and... Uh, Uh, It was just wonderful, and our staff just does such a terrific job at at putting on these events and and welcoming everyone into the park. Also last week, the tree lighting at Civic Center right here was a big smash. It featured music, snow, an appearance from Santa and his elves, uh, and a big shout-out to our structural maintenance team and our electricians in particular. Uh, These two tree lightings are the most nerve-wracking few moments of the year for your general manager because when the countdown hits zero there's always naturally a couple seconds of pause between the zero and the lights going on and I really want to thank my structural maintenance staff and the electricians for allowing me to work in this town for another year (laughs) uh... another tree lighting ceremony tomorrow uh... the tenderloin neighborhood development corporation is hosting its fifth annual tree lighting ceremony at Bodecker Park. This tree lighting is has become an important tradition for the neighborhood, and we're excited to help create memories for Tenderloin families. I also had the pleasure of attending the holiday festivities at the Tenderloin Children's Rec Center last week. Uh, wonderful event with the Tenderloin C- CBD, La Voz Latina, up on top, and Rec and Park staff. Uh, we welcomed hundreds of of families to the Tenderloin Rec Center, uh, where they got uh, food, presents, there was music, cheer. Uh, It was just a lovely event. And then, as our Vice President mentioned, tomorrow is also the San Francisco Marina Small Craft Harbor Festival. And uh, no one actually really knows who Santa is, except at the marina, we all do. So I'll leave it at that. Last week, Reckon Park joined Mercy Housing for the groundbreaking of the Sunnydale Hub, which will further transform the once forgotten Sunnydale or long forgotten or inexcusably forgotten Sunnydale neighborhood into a safe, community-focused place with access to state-of-the-art facilities for learning, recreation, and, of course, housing. Uh, the new hub will consist of the future... Uh, HERS Recreation Center, uh, and also the Sunnydale Community Center. The Sunnydale Community Center will house a Boys and Girls Clubhouse, providing academic support and programs for 135 kids, K-12. through The Wuyi Early Childhood Education Center, a child care center, which is a child care center capable of serving 50 kids under 5 years old. Uh, The community center will will have an outdoor play area on its side to match the amazing new... Uh, HERS Playground, which is also under construction on the other side of the space. It will have a courtyard, a cafe, a space for adult classes and community events. The HERS Rec Center, which was a uh, 2020 bond project, which uh, was also matched uh, uh, where I think we've, we've, uh, as a city, are investing $15 million. is being matched by $10 million in philanthropy. Uh, And big shout out to uh, Mercy and Related for their capital campaign on this effort, which, generated the additional $10 million to pull this off. It will have a professional-sized indoor basketball court, space for wellness classes, bleachers, restrooms, and much more. Uh, I think, as you all may know, the Sunnydale neighborhood is home to one of the highest and poorest concentrations of young people in San Francisco. So uh, none of these things happen uh, alone or in a vacuum. So uh, we had a lot of federal and state funding as well as funding from the mayor's office of housing and community development. I mentioned the health and recovery bond and all of the private sources. So this is really the city coming together, uh, to make right what it's long gotten wrong. So, uh, on the holidays, that's a blessing. And, uh, we're very, very, very proud of this project. Uh, last week, uh, the board of supervisors approved the great highway pilot program which means the Great Highway will remain uh, car-free starting at noon on Fridays and through 6 a.m. on Mondays, as well as holidays. The pilot study will last through the end of 2023. Uh, It uh, gives us and MTA and our elected officials an opportunity to analyze and collect more robust data on the Great Highway's use as both a roadway and a promenade uh, and we want to gather additional public feedback. We're going to report our findings every six months to internal and external stakeholders. And ultimately, uh, this thorough research will be used to make a more permanent recommendation to the board for consideration uh, down the road. As we know, Mother Nature is, is having its way on the Great Highway. And, you know, we don't expect the Great Highway south of Sloat, for starters, to be around very long. And that's why we have the Ocean Beach Master Plan and some of the trails and open space planned in the area, uh, which will help protect the zoo and our water, uh, our, uh, water treatment uh, system that the PUC manages in the area. So this is, a, this is an important and complicated one, but it seems like the, the stars are aligning. Um, I wanted to thank, I think, Commissioner Anderson, Hallisey, Uh, Commissioner Louie, I don't think, Commissioner Commissioner Griffin, I I don't know if you were able to make Green Agers, I know you always go uh, this year, but I wanted to thank all the commissioners that were personally able to attend this year's uh, uh, 2022 Green Ager class graduation. Uh, We recently celebrated their accomplishments at the Lake Mercent Boathouse, this seven month youth stewardship (laughs) and leadership program for ninth and 10th graders. Uh, trains uh, our youth to care for our city green spaces and is it possible I just got the giggles? Uh... <laughs> the seven-month youth stewardship and leadership program for ninth and tenth graders trains them to care for our city's green spaces and to raise awareness around important environmental issues uh, in addition to uh very important issues the green and training the greenagers also get to participate in fun activities like kayaking and and sailing it's an edu- uh, leadership and environmental education program it's fabulous and we over my tenure this started in the bayview We, a few years back, we expanded and created a second cohort in Chinatown, and I'm very proud to share with you all that in 2023 there will be a third cohort of Greenagers in the Tenderloin. So, uh, this is a program that keeps going. Uh, Greenagers uh, uh, staff, Carissa, Tracy, many others, uh, have just done such a terrific job at caring for our kids and giving them an an experience that has really the potential to to shape their their lives very positively. Uh, Work. Time's up. Yes. Huh? Times up. Oh, I have just a couple more. Like I said, I already, I already, I already at our lunch. I already asked for indulgence for the long general manager's <laughs> reports. Uh, our work creation applications for summer 2023 are out now, and the deadline is January 4th. Uh, this program is for students between 14 and 17 years old, and is in its 63rd year that we've been doing work uh, work creation. During the 2022 school year, 65 teens were hired through this program, and nearly 200 teens were hired during the summer. So this is a a big youth development opportunity, Commissioner Jones, I know that's something that you think a lot about and care a lot about. Uh, The program offers young people the opportunity to become part of the workforce, gain professional skills, go through an interviewing process, tackle new challenges, it's a wonderful program. Uh, kids work in various neighborhoods throughout the city, parks, rec centers, leading activities and programs. Uh, terrific program. Uh, it's uh, uh, the end of the year in January, so we're happy to announce that the Camp Mather Lottery is now open and will want run through Friday, January 6th for the 2023 season. The camp is set to run in week-long sessions from June 4th through August 19th, with an inclusion week happening from July 30th to August 5th. Uh, our camp is as popular as ever, and my wish for the new year is uh, that we actually get to have all the weeks we plan to have, that there be no uh, infectious diseases, uh, fires, uh, floods, smoke, uh, or, or anything else that uh, seems to happen up there quite a bit. Uh, but it is worth it, so we encourage everybody to sign up for the lottery. Uh,
5: Can I give a tip? Uh, May give a tip? Uh, Week 11.
6: Okay. Week 11 Uh, always has spaces open because the school year has started, so here's your tip. Uh, Japantown mural update, quick update. Mural plan for the exterior wall facing uh, Geary Boulevard at the entrance to the Peace Plaza is taking shape. This evening, the Japanese American Citizens League will host a community meeting to gather feedback on the design. The mural will depict the history and contributions of Japanese Americans and tell the story of San Francisco's historic Japantown. The new mural will complement the renovated Japantown Peace Plaza, which is set to be completed in 2024. And uh, I think, lastly, before I wish you all a happy holiday and share our video of the week, uh, since this has not been uh, yet discussed, uh, this week uh, we had the great pleasure of gathering together as a commission and uh, the general manager uh, to celebrate the holidays and celebrate a particular birthday for our commission president. And so we all want to publicly wish you, Mr. President, a very, very happy birthday and uh, a very, very Mm -hmm. more will not sing because we've already done that, but. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Mr.
0: General Manager. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Thank you very much. And then
6: uh, happy holidays to all, no matter what you celebrate. uh, Take some time off, uh, be with your family, and be outside. And with that, uh, we'd like to share our uh, video of the week now that we're back live, uh, which is a uh, uh, quick shot of the tree lighting of Uncle John's tree, Golden Gate Park.
1: SFGov TV, if you could put the uh, computer up.
8: And that,
6: Commissioner Mazzola, (laughs) concludes the very concise and efficient, love it, and the last general manager's report of 2022.
1: (laughs) Is there any public comment on the general manager's report in room 416? Okay, seeing none, uh, are there any callers with their hands raised to comment on the general manager's report? I do see a hand raised. So we will unmute the caller as a reminder. This is just comment on the general manager's report.
9: This is Susan Tarasov, a San Francisco resident. I noticed that you talk a lot about recreation, but you don't really talk about parks. The COP15 United Nations Biodiversity Conference shows that biodiversity, local native plants, plant communities and the wildlife that co evolve with these plants is in crisis worldwide. The Stockholm Resilience Center shows that the biodiversity crisis is orders of magnitude more dreadful than the climate crisis, and the climate crisis is bad. Seventy percent of species are extinct worldwide, and those are the species we know about. Every land manager everywhere on Earth needs to manage their lands to enhance local biodiversity to avoid further biodiversity degradation. When we ask Brazil to manage the Amazon to benefit all of humanity, then we need to manage our own ecosystem to benefit everyone. For example, San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department needs to remove dead and dying invasive eucalyptus trees from Mount Davidson, not only to prevent a fire in those trees from endangering the rest of San Francisco, (laughs) but also to prevent bad air quality far from the borders of our city. Our uncontrolled biological experiment of planting any plant anywhere to see what lives has left us with a city full of invasive plants and non-native, non-local plants that fail to feed our food web We have turned San Francisco into a biological strip oh. mall. Well,
10: it let's not do that again.
9: It fails to, to provide the pollinators. Um, it fails to, to help us have clean air and clean water needed to support human health. We are failing. We get an F. We have 35 butterflies, one is extinct. Six are federally endangered. Everything about <laughs> butterflies and all of our pollinators <laughs> and insects co with our native plants, <laughs> just like the Monarch Caterpillar did with, does with- Ashley animals. did not
10: yeah.
9: Only 500 of our original 700 plant species remain, and some of them are threatened. When we lose a plant species, then we lose the insects that- well, depend like on somehow people are in-
1: Susan, were you, um, I I don't want to cut you off. There's obviously a technical issue. Did you want to finish your last sentence? Sorry.
9: What technical issue does there seem to be? Is it that you can't manage the plant native plant? Oh,
1: my God. Touche. Um. Uh, no, there was just some um, there was some background noise over your last sentence, so I wanted to give you a chance to to restate that.
9: Okay, shall I start over?
1: I had it written down. Please don't start over. We did hear everything you said up until that last sentence. I'm just trying to be respectful of your time.
9: Only. So, we have 35 butterflies, one is extinct, six are federally endangered. Every one of our butterflies and all of our pollinators and insects co-evolved with our local native plants, just as the monarch caterpillar does with milkweed leaves. Only 500 of our original 700 plants remain, and some of those plants are threatened. When we lose a plant species, then we lose the insects that depend on those plants, and we lose the rest of the food web that depends on those insects.
1: Thank you. That we. Okay, did we have any other hands raised? Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. We are now on item five, what? general public comment. This is for items that are not on today's agenda.
2: I did have my hand raised. I wanted to make a comment to the general manager. Yes, general manager, you mentioned that there's gonna be a six month report uh, given to a subcommittee on the conditions and what's going on with the Great Highway. Could you also make that report available to the commission?
6: Of course, Commissioner.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you.
5: Okay. What time is the Biedeker Park lighting? You mentioned it, but not a time. <clears throat>
6: uh, the Bodecker Park Beodecker. Tree lighting takes place tomorrow uh, at 5 o'clock, starting at 5 o'clock. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Okay, we are now at item five, general public comment. Is there any, come on up if you have uh, anything that is a reminder not on today's agenda. You'll have two minutes. Hello, everybody,
11: commissioners. It's nice to say, nice to see your faces in person. Good morning. Um, my name is Tiffany Loenberg, and I'm the executive director of the Randall Museum Friends. Yay. And so I wanted to introduce myself to y'all since basically it's been COVID and I haven't really had a chance to come and say hello, so hello.
2: Hello. Hello. <laughs>
11: um, so the Randall Museum Friends is the nonprofit partner of the Randall Museum. Um, we've been the partner since 1958. And, um, and I wanted to just say thanks and share a couple of highlights um, about the Randall. Um, so first, the thanks to the general manager and to his staff and to all of you for um, putting two new positions into the budget for the Randall Museum. Those are super important to us. We are very excited about it and we're super excited that um, that the uh, museum director position has been posted. So we are looking forward to hiring a museum director and having that person take us into the future. So just wanted to say thank you. Um, And the second position is a Randall on the Road manager. And as its name says, Randall on the Road would be taking Randall Museum programs out into the community. So it's um, something that we've really been wanting to do for a long time. And we are excited to finally have the staff to, um, to make this happen. And so the quick highlights are that we just had our annual holiday craft fair last Saturday and that we had 759 people attend in the pouring rain. So we are super excited to have our programming back in person again. We haven't had this event in a couple of years. And there were people making beeswax candles and wooden trains and you know, basically enjoying themselves. And so I just wanted to mention those things. So thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Just uh, one comment. Comm- yeah, I just wanted to say I went to the Randall Museum as a small child, although we called it the Randall Jr. Museum when I was growing up. So it's great to see that it's still there. It's still
11: there, and we love hearing those stories. So please come back and see us. There's lots of good things happening. We would love to have commissioners come out for our upcoming events, and I'm happy to share those with y'all.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Louie, you had a comment?
11: Tiffany? I was just going to ask, are you, um, is the Randall
4: open to volunteers like someone on the commission to go on the
11: Randall on the road? That would be fantastic. I would love that. Okay. Absolutely. Are you volunteering? I am volunteering. Well, then I will get in touch with you. Okay. And I might bring Lindsay. That would be wonderful if you brought Lindsay. I would love that. Okay. All right, thanks. Anyone Thank you else? very much.
6: Mr. Ginsburg. Uh, since we're all uh, chiming in, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to really acknowledge Tiffany and Friends of the Randall for the the great job they do. This is one of our healthiest and most functional uh, public-private partnerships, uh, and the Randall is absolutely um, thriving. So if you have not seen it any of you haven't seen it recently, I'm guessing all of you have been there at least once at some point. But if you have not been there in the last few years, I really, uh, really encourage uh, a visit. Uh, we did our uh, refresh a few years back. Some of you were at the ribbon cutting for that. Um, but between the the physical space uh, and the the, robust programming and Tiffany's leadership and my excellent staff, I think the Randall is in as good of a place as it's ever been. So
11: thank you, sir. Appreciate
1: that. Uh, Thank
2: you. I'll volunteer too. Great. (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs)
10: All
1: right. Is there anyone else in room four sixteen who would like to comment during general public comment? Okay. Is there anyone with their hand raised on our public comment line? seeing no further comment public comment is closed we are now on item six the consent calendar is there any um, well first let me ask the commissioners is there anything you'd like to take off of the consent calendar
0: don't see any comments
1: okay so uh, now I'll call for public comment on the consent calendar is there anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment on the consent calendar okay As a reminder to those on our line, you can dial star three to raise your hand. Um, Are there any commenters? No, there are not. Okay, seeing no further comment. Public comment on the consent calendar is closed. Commissioners?
2: Motion
0: to approve. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved.
1: Okay, we are now on item seven, the election of officers. I'll have a few announcements on how this will work. Um, but first I'll take public comment on the election of officers. Is there anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment on the election of officers for the commission today? Okay, is there anyone on our line with their hand raised? Okay, seeing none, let me make a couple of announcements. Public comment is closed. So commissioners, I'll go through the process for the election. We'll start with the president. We will need a motion and a second to open the nominations, followed by a vote. I will then ask for nominations for president. Nominations will need a second. Once all the nominations are complete, I will close nominations and then we will vote on the nominations and we will repeat that for the vice president position. So first, I need a motion and a second to open the nominations. So moved. Second. Okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, and now I will ask for nominations for president.
2: I would like to take this opportunity to nominate Mark Buell again for another term. Um, And it's a pleasure that we have, it's really a pleasure that we have him here. I've known Mark for many, many years, but we have become much closer now that we're serving on this commission together. And um, at his um, birthday party the other day, He made reference to this, and I wanted to jump on the opportunity to nominate him. He represents us on the Presidio Trust. Um, He has one hell of a reputation, not just around town, but around the state, and I'm sure other parts of the country, so we're very lucky to have him as our president, and I would like to nominate him for another four-year term.
0: It's a, one, it's a one-year term, but we do this. I mean, one-year term.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take I, four years, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Had something else on my mind. Second,
5: <laughs> second for four, one. I don't care. Second.
1: <laughs> okay, you second the nomination? I do. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, are there any other nominations for president? Okay, um, now we'll take a vote on the nomination for Commissioner Buell. Uh, I'll do a roll call vote for this, okay? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. On the motion for Commissioner Buell to be president, Commissioner Buell.
0: Abstain.
1: <laughs> Commissioner Anderson. Aye. Commissioner Griffin. Aye. Commissioner Halsey. Aye. Commissioner Jupiter Jones. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Commissioner Louie. Aye. Commissioner Mazzola. Aye. Okay, thank you very much everybody. Congrats
0: Before you start on the Vice President, I yes. just want to uh, make some brief comments and that is that I'm honored, and I very much appreciate, uh, Commissioner Griffin, your comments. And I'll tell you, it's a real privilege to serve with all of uh, the members of this commission. I think it's, uh, frankly, one of the best commissions in the city, and we have the uh, benefit of having some of the best commissioners in the city. So thank you for the confidence. I enjoy the job, and I really enjoy working with all of you. Thank you.
1: We want to second that. (laughs) Okay. any other comments before I proceed? Okay, I am now going to ask for nominations. Uh, Oh, sorry. Um, I need a motion and a second to open the nominations for a vice president. So moved. Second. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Great. Okay, and now I will take um, nominations for vice president. Uh, Can I say something?
4: Um, Please
10: do. um,
1: Thank
4: you, President Buell. I'd like to nominate... um, Kat Anderson, Um, she is our current vice president. I would like to nominate her for a second term. Uh, Kat represents uh, San Francisco. She loves the parks. She knows about policy, honesty. Um, She knows to ask the right questions, and she doesn't take anything small into a Bigger topic, and so, but she represents everything, and it's uh, it's really been a joy for our commissioners here to have you, cat You know, you, with the success of our vote here, will be um, not only the first um, female vice president of the Rec and Park Commission, but when we're successful, you'll be the longest serving. <laughs> female vice president of the commission.
2: She is right now.
4: So we want to um, nominate Kat Anderson.
1: And I would like to second that nomination. Okay, and are there any other nominations before we close nominations?
2: Motion to close.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, now we'll vote on the nomination for Commissioner Anderson to serve as our vice president. Commissioner Buell. Aye. Commissioner Anderson? Aye. Commissioner Griffin? Aye. Commissioner Halisey? Aye. Commissioner Jupiter Jones? Aye. Commissioner Louie? Aye. Commissioner Mazzola? Aye. Okay. Sorry to sneeze. Commissioner, <laughs> yeah, Commissioner <laughs> Pre- Vice President, would you like to say anything?
5: Yes, thank you.
1: Um,
5: I am so honored to be a part of this department and this commission. Um. I can proudly say that I have given birth to two native San Franciscans. Does that make me a native yet? I've lived here for 34 years, longer than I lived anywhere else. (coughs) I adore my city and I have to say that I have lived in and amongst our parks as much as one can legally be there, (laughs) morning, noon and night. They've never looked better. I want to thank the citizens of San Francisco for allowing park bonds to go on and to be voted in so successfully. And I have to say that um, our general manager, Phil Ginsberg, has presided over the utilization, realization, optimization of those bonds. And because of vision from President Buell and Phil and our city leaders, our fellow commissioners, I'm proud of our race and equity policies that have created beautiful parks all over the city, and I mean all over the city. And I spent many, many, many hours over in the Southeast sector, watching the refurbishment, the improvement, and the delight of new and better parks, playgrounds, and open spaces there, but again, all over the city. It's a true joy to be the uh, left-hand man of Mark Buell. (laughs) Uh, I cannot think of a civic leader who has more depth and breadth of love and commitment to our city. It's a true honor to serve with you, President Buell. Thank you very much. And thank you to my fellow commissioners. I love you dearly. You've enriched my lives in ways you may never understand, and it is a pleasure to serve with all of you.
0: You're here.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Um, all right. We are now on item eight, the San Francisco Zoo. I believe we have Tanya Peterson joining us remotely. Tanya, I'm going to go pull up your presentation. Um, so okay. Thank just you. just a second. Sure.
12: And while you do that, congratulations. I think to the president and vice president.
0: Thank you. Hello.
12: Thank you. Hello. And, Kat, I, too, gave birth to two San Francisco residents as yeah. well as attended a local law school with you, so yes. does that make me a resident? Yeah, <laughs> I
5: think it? you and I are honorary Native San Franciscans. Not mm. honorary Natives. Oh, come on, Larry, <laughs> cut it out.
1: All right, SFGov TV, can you put the slideshow up?
12: Oh, there we go. Great.
1: Thank you. And if
12: they would go to the... do you mind? There we go. Thank you. Appreciate the help. Well, one of the members of uh, today uh, mentioned local biodiversity and the zoo has invested in local diversity in a number of ways, but particularly the San Francisco garter snake. I know a lot don't uh, care for snakes, but this is an adorable, beautiful snake, local, critically um, endangered. And this particular guy was found right near our airport. And I thank our airport colleagues for finding him and bringing him to the zoo. He's right now in the good hands of our veterinarian. Those are her hands, literally. And uh, we hope to return him uh, to that area or other areas locally. If not, he will stay with us in our animal rescue and conservation center uh and other local biodiversity you know we've done a lot of intentional plantings to attract pollinators including the monarch butterfly as well as the san francisco damselfly a uh, species we thought was extinct and the zoo and the presidio trust have done a lot to restore those species so we we remain proud of our efforts of local biodiversity restoration but have a lot to do. Uh, With our next slide, uh, speaking of biodiversity, Madagascar is another place at risk, proud to say that we now have more species of lemurs than Duke University that once had that title. And also uh, we now, it's our lemurs that provide the anatomical drawings for many of the body conditioning um, sources for academia and and zoological professionals, so that's one of our lemurs there uh, that's a ring-tailed lemur and these studies are used to maintain both muscle and fat content for animals in human care and uh, and just as importantly and proudly it's our staff that actually drew that lemur so not only one of our lemurs but one of our own artists so uh, again efforts at biodiversity international um, and saving those Uh, we are looking forward to an expanded lemur exhibit to open Memorial Day of next spring Uh, With my next slide, uh, we have brought in another critically endangered animal, and we've doubled the space for those animals. These are the Komodo dragons. They are... uh, Incredibly at risk in Indonesia and the island of Komodo, uh, thanks to the generous gift of the Lipmans and Mrs. Lipmans there in the pink, uh, we were able to double the our exhibit there. Uh, we invited the consul general of Indonesia, who explained some of the biodiversity loss, particularly with mangroves and other things that are, are affecting the Komodo dragons. And we invited other consuls generals of South America uh, and uh, nearby anybody who was available to open um, that. New Exhibit. Uh, And also, it allowed us to partner with, in my next slide, uh, a California state agency you probably know of called First Five. (laughs) And they have come out with a new um, um, anxiety-reducing campaign for children post-pandemic. Take a deep dragon breath. So I invite you all to take a deep dragon breath. Um, This should help reduce anxiety. But uh, with the dragon, we thought we'd create a fun festival here at the zoo um, and continue to educate children about uh, biodiversity less, but also how they can control um, their stress and anxiety levels. And so we were happy to do that. Uh, as we come to the year end, and I'll go to my next slide, I, I, it's our calendar year end, but not our fiscal year end, but um, our board certainly likes to see how the year is ending on a calendar note. So I went back in time and looked at some of the industry findings on COVID, where we've come from out of that. Uh, I think you've seen this slide before, but uh, during the 2020 year um As an industry, uh, zoos lost uh, 44 million visits and uh, our aquarium partners lost 25 million. Uh, as we came out of pandemic, uh, so my next slide, please, uh, I ha- was happy to report that until June of 22, actually zoos, which are on the top there, were actually coming out of the pandemic in a stronger place than our colleagues at the aquariums, probably because of the outdoor aspect of it. Um, but the good news is we were coming, period, we were coming out of it with those attendance trends going up. Um, locally, uh, I thought it was interesting to also look at 2021's um, Bay Area, what our residents think and are doing. And so the next slide, um, and maybe of interest to you, this is shows a number of both uh, percentage of residents that come visit our attractions, uh, museums, and parks, and the number of visited, visits. You'll see if you look all the way to the right, San Francisco Zoo is uh, 40 Six percent, 46 percent of um, our visitors are residents. Sixty one percent of our visits, actually, are San Francisco residents. And right next to it to the left is the San Francisco Botanical Garden. And you all should be proud of 65 percent visitors coming from San Francisco and 73 percent of the visits um, coming from San Francisco residents. But interestingly, all the way to the left, you've got your aquariums and our our various institutions so i thought it looks like things were going well um, and then unfortunately until this summer so my next slide is our attendance graphic we we are mid-year on our attendance this is the metric uh, by which so much is uh, contemplated here at the zoo, but not our only metric, but uh, when we started the fiscal year in July, what we do is um, we look at last year's numbers as well as the previous five. That's how we budget. So the first block there is actual. The second block would be budgeted and the third would be um, that specific prior year. Unfortunately, since July, we have fallen um, below prior year as well as budgeted attendance, which is a cumulative um, uh, since summer. Um, And we'll continue to look as to why I suspect it could be a combination of inflation and great highway closures. Unfortunately, the great highway closures on weekends and holidays impacts the zoo the most. Um, Those are our most uh, popular times, but we'll continue to evaluate and participate in the study of the great highway closure. But nevertheless, with my last slide, we look forward to the holidays. This is a reminder, your zoo is open 365 days a year, including Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's, so that we can accommodate all, all religions. Um, So come out to the zoo on Christmas. We'll be there. Um, And we thank you, Rec Park, for all you've done for the zoo this year. And come see the treats we have for our animals. And with that, I finish my report.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: DO WE HAVE ANY PUBLIC COMMENT ON THE SAN FRANCISCO ZOO REPORT IN ROOM 416? Okay, AND DO WE HAVE ANY HANDS RAISED? Okay, SEEING NONE, PUBLIC COMMENT IS CLOSED. Um, AS A REMINDER TO THOSE OF US, uh, THOSE OF YOU WHO ARE TUNING IN ON SFGOV TV WHO MIGHT WANT TO CALL IN FOR A SPECIFIC ITEM. We're using a new platform, a webinar platform, and there's quite a few different numbers uh, included in there. So I just want to make sure everyone has the numbers that you need to call in. So in order to call into the meeting to comment, you should dial 415-655-0001. There's an access code. You can write this down It's 2480-812-5990. It may also prompt you for a password after you type in that long code which is another long number and that is 26664774. I'm just going to say those one more time in case you're writing them down. The phone number is 415 one The webinar access code is 24808125990 and then the password is 26664774. Okay. All right, commissioners, did you have anything you wanted to say about the zoo report before I move on? Don't see any. Okay, so we are now on item nine Alioto Mini Park, hours of operation.
13: Good morning, commissioners, President Buell, General Manager Ginsburg. My name is Lamont Bishop, and I'm a senior manager of policy and public affairs in our policy and public affairs division at Reckon Park. And I'm here before you today with an item that is a discussion and possible action to adopt a resolution to change operational hours at Alioto Mini Park, located at 3450 20th Street to 8 AM to dusk. This item meets two of our strategies within our strategic plan, strategy one, which is to inspire public space, develop more open space to address population growth in high-needs areas and emerging neighborhoods. Objectives 1.2 and 1.3, which are to strengthen the quality of existing parks and facilities and to steward and promote good park behavior. Strategy two, which is to inspire play and to promote active living, well-being, and community for San Francisco's diverse and growing population. And objective 2.2 which is to strengthen and promote the safety, health, and well-being of San Francisco's youth and seniors. A little background on Aliado Mini Park. In 2013, the Board of Supervisors passed legislation. <laughs> Board of Supervisors filed number 130766, amending the park code to establish hours of op- operation for all city parks. The new park code, section 3.21, established citywide park hours from 5 a.m. until midnight. Subsection B of enacted park code section 3.21 authorizes the Recreation and Park Commission to set different hours of operation for any park or part thereof based on operational requirements or neighborhood impacts. Alioto Mini Park is named in honor of former mayor, Joseph L. Alioto, who served as the city's mayor from 1968 to 1976. He was instrumental in securing federal matching funding from Washington. for this 1960s concept of a pocket park, generally located within a densely populated area. Aliedo is a small park in the Mission with a grassy area, gazebo, community gardens, and a play structure located, again, at 20th Street and Capitol. On November 20th, 1993, ground was broken for renovation of the park. The, res- the, re- the renovation, which cost $120,000 at that time, was funded through the Open Space Program. The San Francisco League of Urban Gardeners guided the redesign process and used a community organization known as Pachamama to guide the design development based on the community's input. Due to the 5 AM to midnight park hours, RPD has received a number of complaints from Supervisor Ronan's office, the community guard members, the community at large, and the San Francisco Police Department regarding vandalism, quality of life issues, and illegal activity in the park, which posed safety concerns for the public who utilize and love this neighborhood park. On November fourth, 2022, Captain M. Gavin Mcgagan, uh, Commanding Officer of the Mission Station, sent a memo to Deputy Chief Robert O'Sullivan, Commanding Officer Field Operations Bureau, requesting the hours of the park be closed from dusk to dawn. After having conversations with Chief David Murphy of our Rangers, our superintendent of parks and open spaces, and our director of operations. It was determined the best hours of operation would be 8 a.m. to dusk. Staff recommends that the hours of operation be changed to 8 a.m. to dusk, seven days a week, uh, seven days per week. This item is supported by department staff, supervisor Hillary Ronan, the San Francisco Police Department, and community members, some of which are here today to speak during public comment thank you
0: thank you
1: okay I know we have a couple people at least in room 416 who'd like to comment so um, you can all just come up one after the other you'll have two minutes to speak there's a little timer on the front of the podium for you so if we could have the first speaker Um, and as they're coming up as a reminder to those of you on the call in line there is both the webinar access code but also a password that you'll need which i will announce again after the the last uh, in-person commenter go right ahead
14: good morning my name is juan patino and i grew up in tamazula mexico in the state of jalisco it was in mexico that i learned everything about gardening just later, when I moved to San Francisco to live with my partner, he encouraged me to have a plot in a Park community garden. That was in 1999. Recently, I have been growing corn, tomatoes, potatoes, and many flowers, including gladiolas and fuchsia. I'm especially proud of the cactus, of the succulenta, succulent and cactuses garden that I created. Every chance I get to go to the garden, But now I have to go at 7.15 in the morning because if I go any later than that, it feels dangerous when people are sitting on the benches in the park, smoking, drinking, and selling drugs. Every day I found human waste and toilet paper in the garden with cigarette butts, needles, broken pipes, beer bottles, and other trash throwing into the garden space. The fence around the garden is too low, so it's too easy for people to steal and destroy the corn, cactus, and flowers. I won't give up. But most of the other gardeners have stopped coming to the garden because of this problem. I came here today to say the Alero Park is in terrible shape. It needs a new design, it should be a place that everybody can enjoy. Right now, it's too easy for people to destroy the hard work of the gardeners. I do support the police department's idea to close the park before dark. This will not solve the problem, but it may help a little until the other problems in the park can be addressed. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you very much.
1: Next speaker.
15: I um, my name is Teresa Skurchin. I'm a resident. Of, Speaking
0: of the mic, thanks.
15: Okay. Um, I'm Teresa Walter I'm a resident of the mission, um, and a gardener at Alioto Community Garden inside uh, Alioto Mini Mini Park. I joined the garden in 2006. I was elated to get a garden plot. Um, And uh, by the way, our garden plots are very small um, compared to Fort Mason's community garden and Dearborn and uh, the other community gardens in San Francisco. Um, However, we we really make the most of our little tiny squares of soil, um, whether they're in the shade or the sun. Um, uh, I'm I'm growing sweet pea right now, um, which fortunately is a type of plant that is not easy to steal. It's it's a legume. Its <laughs> roots are all over the place. It, it, and um, and we're and I I don't stress over sweet pea because um, it's hard to dig up. It's unwieldy. Um, and uh, and we also grow the official flower of San Francisco, the dahlia. We have many varieties. One is very good at growing dahlias. Um, I have uh, two dahlias who um, that I look forward to dividing. Um, but I, I get I worry about the dahlia because it's it's easily stolen. Um, I like to um, share sweet pea and dahlia and our herbs, uh, oregano, um, thyme. Uh, uh, there are a lot of things that we do with the garden that we um, that we do for the children who who used to come to the playground um, but don't anymore. Um, anyhow, uh, thank you. I do want the hours uh, reduced. Um, for, you know, from the proposed hours. I'm hoping that it goes until seven, but uh, I'm not gonna complain because it's it's, 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 the garden has, the park has never looked so bad. Um, uh, so it's not kind of on par with the rest of the parks in San Francisco, but thank you. So I'm in favor, uh, but I'd just like the closing to be at seven, uh, which is past dusk right now. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Next speaker.
8: Good morning, commissioners. My name is Bob Gordon. I've been part of the garden since 1999, and you heard from my partner, Juan. I do support the police department's idea to close the park before dark. But the needs are so much bigger than just restricting the hours in the park. Restricting the hours could be a good first step, but Alioto, a park located in the Mission, which I understand is designated as an equity zone, is in great need of community input and great need of a thoughtful redesign of the park. Sadly, there's so much negative activity in the park these days, and it is getting worse and worse over these many years. We've lost so many gardeners, and many of us are unable to grow our vegetables and flowers in the face of so many negative aspects of Aliota Park, a children's play area that is completely unusable. The daily impact of human waste, toilet paper, cigarette butts, needles, broken pipes, beer bottles, and other trash that is constantly thrown into the garden space. The fence around the garden is too low, so it's too tempting for people who are hanging out all day to steal and destroy the corn, the cactus, the flowers. Other parks in the city are beautiful, and I thank you for that, and have had thoughtful redesigns and renovations but Alioto Park is in terrible shape having been neglected. The children and other residents of the neighborhood deserve a clean, safe, and inviting park too. Alioto Park could be a place that everybody could enjoy. Thank you for your kind attention. Thank you very much.
1: Is there anyone else in room 416 who'd like to comment on this item? Okay, seeing no other in-person commenters, I know we have at least a couple of hands raised. Um, I'm just going to read off the uh, the number one more time. Um, the number to call in to comment is 415-655-0001. Access code is 2480-812-5990, and the password today is two six 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 four seven seven four. 774 Okay, if you could unmute the first caller, please. Hello. Hello, we can hear you.
16: Uh, Yes, I'm sorry. I I am interested in commenting on Clarence Park Trail
1: okay that one's coming up
16: okay yeah just
1: raise your hand again when that one comes up
16: all right thank you very
1: much sorry no worries next speaker
17: hi good morning can everybody hear me yes hi thank thank you for everyone's time this morning um my, my name is Jed Bonner, and my wife and I are residents of, of the mission. Um, I won't take every take much of your time. It, just to reiterate everything that Juan, Bob, and Teresa mentioned, um, we live a couple blocks from Aliota Mini Park, and you know we have always sort of avoided it. We have small children. We purposely walk around it, given um, the state that it's in, and. That you know, there there really is so much negative activity there, as folks have mentioned, and it's just it's all throughout the day, including at night. Um, so I just want to voice our support um, for changing the hours and, and thank everybody for their time and and uh, I, I agree with everyone. It, it I think it will be a great first step, but I think a lot, a lot to be done uh, to make it one of the more beautiful parks like throughout the rest of the city um so thank you again and uh, i hope everyone has a great rest of their week thank
0: you
1: sfgov tv do we have oh we don't <clears throat> thank you for anticipating my question so seeing no further callers public comment is closed
0: thank you uh commissioner Hallacy.
7: uh Lamont, thank you that was a very good presentation also juan uh Bob and Teresa I really appreciate you being here in person today and hearing Jed call in I know he couldn't be here in person but I read his letter Uh, all of the the communication on this topic was given to the members of the Commission and every single letter that I read was in support of, of the change of hours I'm just curious and and um, general manager, this might be a question more for you than it is for Lamont. Although I know you've got four years in the department, uh, <laughs> I'm going to de- defer to a little more experience over here. Has this ever happened before that you remember that we actually changed ours? We shrunk ours in, in, in any other playground city. Uh,
6: actually, uh, yes, commissioner, but thank you for the, for the question. Um, in 2016, the board of supervisors passed legislation for the first time codifying in the park code um what park hours were or going to be it would always, it was always based on practice there was a section in the park code that says you must obey all signs and the way it happened before that was often in conversation with community their hours were determined per park and there was a sign posted and that was it but as it turns out the um we had uh, we were advised by the city attorney's office that that we that those signs were really not enough and that we actually really did need to, to codify park hours. And it was a pretty passionate debate. And I think it ended up being a six five vote at the Board of Supervisors. I think some of the commissioners were here when right. this went through the Reckon Park Commission. And and I will note that when we did bring this legislation, we were the only major city in America not to have codified park hours. So it was an important step to take. But what we decided to do was a couple things, which was sort of grand grandfather or grand person, grandparent in uh, existing where uh, the community had something that was different than the basic park hours, which is our parks are closed between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. Right. So uh, but where a community had there was an existing practice in a space uh, uh we we waive that in and then in the time since i think three or four times we have come to this commission uh often uh in partnership with a district supervisor or uh community representatives to modify existing park hours and so while the um one to five hours are are the the base hours over 65 parks in our system have uh, some variation to that so this is this is not exceptional it is a little sad and commissioner jones probably has more to say about that and uh this doesn't give us any joy or or pleasure but it is a first and most immediate step i was actually at uh the park last two weeks ago with staff um thinking through things that we could possibly do it is one of those situations where you're you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound because there's a lot of uh, accessibility work uh, to be done. And so, even though it's a very small mini park with a that uh, it's very important to the community, so I will say that. And my observations are consistent with some of the public comment I heard. The children's playground basically might as well not exist. Right. So I think as a first step, what we want to work on is sort of actually trying to figure out a way to create more community garden beds and more community garden access for our community gardeners. Uh and then um at at some point and we'll need to figure out some funding sources, uh, engage the community in a conversation about, you know, frankly, hopes and dreams for the the space. Mm-hmm. Um and then figure out how to fund it. So it's a long term endeavor. I don't I don't want to cast any uh illusion that we're gonna fix this tomorrow. Yeah. um but we're going to try to do some things that we can do mm-hmm. uh short of a full scale um, multi million dollar renovation.
7: You're right it is very sad but it is also warms my heart to hear the law enforcement component in this as well and how involved they are and how aware they are of this yeah. problem and and any plans going forward should definitely include them and I think a heightened police presence at at alioto park and, and certainly in that neighborhood would be beneficial to everyone
6: we have a good partnership with mission station we're always mindful of wanting our spaces to to you know to to feel safe in a variety as as that term is defined in a variety of ways and so we work closely with mission station our park rangers have been great we all know the challenges uh uh that the entire city has with respect to unhealthy or antisocial behavior. There's not a, a quick fix. You can't just simply arrest people. Um so it's a it's a tricky one and I wanted to say to to you know, I think our community gardeners are really a big part of the solution because they're there consistently they care about the space they they grow things they cultivate things and so what as a f- after hopefully this decision is made as a first uh step we're going to lean in much more heavily with our community gardening community to figure out what we can do within the constraints that we have regarding um accessibility and some of the infrastructure that that Probably ultimately needs to change to figure out how we can support our community gardeners and then uh, This one is is definitely in my head as something that we need to focus on because while it's a small park It is a very small park. It is nonetheless very important to this this community and this neighborhood and we do understand that
0: Thank you commissioner jupiter jones
3: um so first I just want to clarify that i'm i'm um ready to to approve to endorse the the change of hours it's obvious that it's a need that needs to happen right now um but when this first came to the um committee i just my reasoning for not just adding it to the consent calendar is exactly this is that it is just a first step obviously um that it is important that we're here we're hearing from the community, it's being brought to the attention of the department and the commission the, the of, you know, really what the dire situation is. Um, as we all know, you're gonna hear, you've heard me say it a lot, you're gonna continue to hear me say it, this is my home. I am from the mission, born and raised. I'm raising my children here. I walk in these streets and by this park every day. So I, I totally understand um, that it's not where it should be for our community and um, I just, my hope is that the change in park hours, while I understand is necessary, can be used as a spark to make other improvements that are really gonna, that really need to happen to make this park um, the quality that it should be, the quality this community deserves. Um, And besides kind of this work, my hope is that we can, and this is, I'm adding the royal we, please include me in this, that we can really activate community partners, um, starting with our community gardeners. But um, if I know anything about the mission is we are creative and we are resilient. Um, So there are a lot of organizations that are close to the park that would be invested in helping to find long-term solutions, the way to activate this park. And to also point out that some of the, you know, the, the behaviors or the the things that are not appropriate uses of this park are an indication of community needs and that you know there are members of our community too our unhoused community members um, members that are struggling with substance abuse all this they are also members of our community and it's not just um criminalizing them isn't not what I think is the long-term solution but that's my my hope in kind of working with orgs that serve kind of this that are more experts in how to deal with these these level of kind of issues and behaviors and if they're coming to the park then that's a way that we can outreach how can we serve that how can the park be a place where we can kind of activate supporting everyone and all members of our community Um, so I just really want that to be on the record because it is really important. And this is the second park that I've heard, we have another park that's very important, in our neighborhood, Pachero del Sol, that also had, for valid reasons, needed to shut down its park hours because it was not being used in, what's the term that we use? Good good park behaviors. Um, And so while I understand that, I just don't want this to become the norm for the parks of this neighborhood. Um, So it's important enough to bring it up and now it's on all of our minds and let's roll up our sleeves and let's do the work.
0: Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Louie.
3: Lamont, thanks for the
4: briefing. I mean, this is a real eye-opener this morning. Want to thank the community for uh, voicing the needs and the problems. And what bothers, what is really bothersome is when you hear the children aren't playing in the park. That's the number one thing, you know, safety and youth. This is why these big or small, no matter it's called the mini park or any size park, when the children don't come and play, that that is really um, an an attention grabber. I wanna thank General Manager Ginsburg for bringing his staff last week. You know, he is a very proactive leader of the department, and you know you could have voiced something, and then he would say, "I'll go and visit it next week." But to hear that he's already gone there, so we appreciate your patience. But we thank you for bringing our attention to this. Um, children need a place to play in the mission, and um, thank you for sharing.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Commissioner Griffin. Uh, yes, Lamont. Thank you for bringing this to us, Mr. Bishop. I'm sorry. Um, what is the community doing to address some of the concerns that I heard from my fellow commissioner about the social impact of of what's going on in Alioto Park and alternatives to, um, you know, to police just hanging out and arresting people? Is there anything going on?
13: Thank you for that question, uh, Commissioner Griffin. Actually, there is a coalition of several city agencies that are working with the community hand-in-hand to address these concerns. There's the San Francisco Police Department, our department, as well as MTA, and the community has, has made suggestions like having st- block parties and blocking off the street and inviting b- people back in, trying to do, do things that will proactively help to change that, the bad behaviors <coughs> that are existing now to good park behavior again. And just getting by notifying us, the police, the community is saying we want to see a change, and they're starting with us. And this is just one small cog in the wheel, if you will, to make that change.
2: Certainly. Um, when we do change this, when do the new hours go into effect? And I'm assuming that we're going to pass this today.
13: It's. Mm. I believe they go into effect immediately. Is that correct, General Manager? The hours?
6: I, mean, I think the resolution has to be sort of signed and processed, but yeah, it would go it would go into effect. Okay. Immediately, we'll we'll think through a communication plan and some signage and things like that. But um, obviously, we we think it's important. Uh, you know, most <laughs> most of the healthy activity in the space, uh, you know, I mean, will happen during the day, and obviously, daylight hours will not be at all impeded. Um, this will give us a, a head start because I think, again, as our public commenters noted, you come in in the morning, and my staff spends the first you know few hours every morning cleaning up the previous evening, and so we'd we'd rather be more proactive and be able to spend invest our resources in supporting healthy park behavior than cleaning up unhealthy park behavior every evening.
2: Right. I'm. I'm just. Thank you for mentioning the signage changing. I'm. I'm sure, that's going to happen, but is that the way? That's the way this works. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. Notified. People will be notified. Yeah. Now, will the police go in and start enforcing this immediately? It's
13: you know, it's our park. So it's our park rangers who will. Uh, oh, it's the rangers. Yes, it's the rangers. Oh, okay, because okay. it's our it's our park. <laughs>
3: Can I, I also Thank you. can I just say too, I had a briefing with, with staff yesterday mm-hmm. and there was a, a, they gave me an answer that I think is important to share. I asked what happens yeah. so if somebody's violate if somebody's in the park after we've deemed that the park is closed yeah. is it the police that get called or they take you know what and um, it I was and please add to this um, what the answer that I was given was that um, the park rangers come and it's the department's policy or protocol to um, ask them to leave right just say just you know if you didn't know the park is closed and you need to leave um, first and that made me glad to hear that that is it and that only the police are called or Caldera citation happens if there's the park rangers are happening.
2: really good with people yeah I've noticed that they're really good commissioner so. this park also uh, just
6: worth noting has, does is does have a fence around it so what we'll be doing is uh,
0: is locking it yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. okay Okay. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I don't see any other comments. I know we're going to lose a couple of commissioners uh, close to noon here today, so I'd like to move it forward. But I would like to comment that I. It, it's always discouraging to hear public comment that a park has uh, gone to seed, so it were uh, so to say. And I understand that it's not Rec and Parks' fault, but it's Rec and Parks' problem. And so working with a community. There ought to be some solutions here and I'm going to ask the general manager We don't need to schedule this on the agenda but to keep the Commission posted on the broader picture of the efforts that need to be made so that we Can say a year from now that people Appreciate the park as it's newly constituted Commissioner Louie.
4: I Want to thank uh, we want to thank Commissioner Jupiter Jones for being so proactive in the mission going out there yesterday to check what happens. I mean, that's why you're on the commission. Here, And we want to thank you.
0: All right, seeing no other comments, uh, Chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. Thank you, commissioners.
1: Okay. thanks, everyone. We are now on item 10, McLaren Trails Priority Improvements Conceptual Plan.
0: And thanks to the gardeners for showing up.
1: No. Yeah, you should start um, now. Yeah.
18: Oh gosh! Oh, there it is. Okay. You got it. Yeah, yeah. I okay, great. Find the folder. Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, I'm not doing something right. Is the one? Put it in. Is there another port? I'm going to try a different port. Okay. Good morning, commissioners. Good morning, general manager, commissioner, Good morning. secretary. The item before you this morning is discussion and possible action to approve a conceptual plan for the renovation of trails and restoration of natural features in four priority areas within John McLaren Park. Approval of this proposal by the commission is the approval action as defined by SF Administrative Code Chapter 31. And as you all note on the agenda, this item was referred from capital committee with a recommendation to approve. And also want to make sure that you know that the final CEQA documentation from the planning department was just received yesterday and the commission secretary's emailed that to you. Um, thank you very much, happy to proceed. So the McLaren Park Trails Priority Improvements Project addresses several strategies in our strategic plan, um, develops more open space to address population growth in high needs areas and emerging neighborhoods, strengthens the quality of existing parks and facilities, also inspires play by working with partners and neighborhood groups to activate parks through organized events, activities, and unstructured play, and inspires stewardship conserves and strengthens natural resources, increases biodiversity and interconnected interconnectivity on city parkland, and increases eco-literacy of our park users and park maintenance staff. The goals for the McLaren Trails Project have remained the same since the 2017 publication of the McLaren Park Vision Plan. Um, those goals include to ensure safe recreation and access, to maintain and build on natural character, protect natural resources, and clarify circulation routes. With the approval of the vision plan, the McLaren Park trails framework and tools for best management practices were also approved. Um, That includes multi-use loops in both the north and south halves of McLaren Park, separated with the ridge of Mansell Street, and um, really thoughtful attention to access around the park and a network of multi-use and pedestrian-only trails throughout the park. Some of the best management practices include slope, drainage, erosion control, and recommended surfacing for trails, decommissioning trails in natural areas, sensitive natural areas, hazard tree work, and habitat restoration. Also in the vision plan were our trail width standards, which include a three-foot minimum for pedestrian trails. This is also required by outdoor um, recreational access board requirements and a five-foot minimum for multi-use trails. This is a large park, over 300 acres, and um, the trails project is primarily occurring in four priority areas throughout the park at the upper reservoir, the interior of Shelley Loop, uh, the connection between Lewis Sutter and Mansell Courts, which we also call University Hill, and uh, the Visitation Avenue corridor. So first I'll walk you through the proposed improvements on Visitation Avenue, Um, notable here, a slight difference from the vision plan, uh, we are proposing a pedestrian only trail from the corner of Hahn to uh, the middle school in the middle of Visitation Avenue and um, hazardous tree removals and native plantings around. Um, this work, I'll show you some photos, uh, this work Supports transitioning a somewhat blighted area into a uh, safe passage for youth to get from the neighborhood to the middle school and access to a new native plant garden that has been uh, recently installed just south of the McLaren Community Garden. I'll note, you can see in some of these photos, there are a lot of unhealthy trees. There's regular dropping of limbs here, and we are very eager to improve this space. All the way up to the middle school. I'll also just mention that this work occurs in collaboration, um, sort of mindful of future improvements planned for Visitation Avenue Corridor with the Visitation Avenue Pedestrian and Bicycle Safety Improvements Project, which is currently in the planning phase. And that project will meet the um, direction and the vision plan to have a bicycle facilities on the road. So we were looking at options for bicycle facilities as part of that project to go all the way from Mansell down to the HRSREC area at Hahn. The other three priority areas in the McLaren Trails project all occur within um, natural resource management areas. And I've broken down the presentation of the planned work into three different phases in an effort to help Help you, commissioners, and the public understand the type of work that will be happening in McLaren Park. So um, the first phase, which is circled in, in pink here, is a lot of really fine handwork, um, decommissioning of trails and sensitive habitat areas, some erosion mitigation, and restoration work, planting of native plants. And the yellow, phase two, is more heavy construction, typical capital project work with the striping of a crosswalk, um, repaving of an asphalt pathway, grading along that main access road artery between Jerry Garcia Amphitheater and the Upper Reservoir, and, um, and some you know, other heavier, heavier, the heavier grading, work and equipment and then phase three is um, unique in the natural areas where we are creating a new trail, removing some asphalt steps and establishing a stabilized natural surface trail from Lewis Sutter up to um, the new Tai Chi court at Mansell. So here's a map of the overall proposed improvements in the natural resource management areas and I'm going to go through them area by area. So first over on um, University Hill, we have, uh, this is the creation of the new multi-use trail. So as you see in the left hand side of the screen in red, we're removing an asphalt pathway and then the purple shows this um, oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm, showing the wrong, I'm speaking to the wrong thing. Pardon me. This is fa- phase one, so sort of the, the more natural restoration, natural features restoration aspect of the work. So you see on the right-hand side of the screen, this is the University Hill grassland um, where currently uh, some approved trails and a lot of social trails are, are causing severe erosion on the hillside. And our plan is to, to decommission and restore that grassland and prevent its further fragmentation. You can see in these images some of that severe redding that's happening on the trails. Uh, what you can't see are how uh, non-native species are starting to crowd out around the trail edges where people walk. Um, this also shows some of the erosion that's coming down off the hillside and having impact on our paths and further down in, at Lewis-Sutter. Some other um, aspects of that phase one work include erosion mitigation and habitat restoration in the, at the upper reservoir. So um, actually I'll just show you right here. This area in red is what we were talking about where we are planning on removing invasive veget- vegetation and establishing a new seasonal wetland at the headwaters of Yosemite Creek. You can see in these images a lot of ivy, blackberry, poison hemlock, and our plan is to, um, also an old asphalt drainage ditch, and the plan is to remove that, cut several on-contour swales to help slow and sink the water on the hillside, and again recharge recharge the ground um, as it filters towards Yosemite Creek. Moving a little bit towards the central um, part of the Shelley Loop, um, we're looking here on the north side of Philosopher's Hill, which we've started to call Sedelcia Hill, um, Sedelcia Slope, because of the native checkerbloom flower that you see in this image that we are hoping to protect. We'll be uh, decommissioning some trails on either side of that slope and installing some, some rustic fencing to help folks stay on the lookout and not take shortcuts down a steep hill. You can see one of those hills up Sidelsia slope in that upper left image. Um, The lookout, the other slope down in the top right, and then some of the other (coughs) um, trails around the hill that are overgrown with, um, that that need a lot of, of tree work, tree pruning, and some hazardous tree mitigation. You can also see um, further around the side of Philosopher's Hill how there are, um, it's an overcrowded forest and there are a lot of unhealthy trees there that we will be mitigating with this project. Um, We'll also be consolidating some trails. A big part of this project is to help improve circulation, um, to help people know where they are and how to get to where they want to go in McLaren Park. And the challenge of this has been (laughs) how do we do that while limiting signage and um, keeping McLaren wild, as I hear all the time from community members. Also in Shelly Corps, this is right behind Jerry Garcia amphitheater. In the top right picture, you can see the oak trees that are right behind the amphitheater. Um, This is a zone where we are, we're taking cues from the restoration work that's been happening in Gray Fox Creek as the willows are growing a little farther up the hill and we are um, decommissioning some some of these trails in order to provide more contiguous grassland and shrub habitat for our um, non-human relations in this area. And then here this is Gray Fox Creek just to the south of Jerry Garcia Amphitheater. Um, A few images showing that top right image uh, shows a trail that goes right through the creek. This is one of three open open creeks in San Francisco. It's very precious riparian habitat, and this project is going to collaborate with ongoing operations efforts for restoration in the area um, and pull that trail, um, decommission that trail, and pull the trails out from that riparian zone in order to um, protect and enhance this habitat. The project will also be creating an overlook, um, a nice sort of natural area, Um, so folks can kind of have experience this riparian zone without having negative impacts on it. Moving into some phase two improvements. So I wanna let you know what's going on at the upper reservoir and along the access road. Um, You can see in this plan that we're adding a, uh, we're doing some improvements in the corner of the parking lot for ADA access, a new, van parking space, we're adding a crosswalk at John Shelley Drive near the entrance to the parking lot. Um, We'll be replacing some uh, disintegrating box steps at the upper reservoir with new stabilized natural surface um, box steps. And um, repaving the access path west of the upper reservoir and doing some grading work on the access road. So here is where we will be Um, improving those curb cuts, and striping across John Shelley Drive. Continuing from that crosswalk, we will um, improve the slope of the pathway in order to provide um, a moderate connection, an an easy connection over to the the parking lot. Here we'll put in, this will be the new parking spot, new curb ramp, improved area, We will upgrade the asphalt path west of the reservoir so that it is an outdoor recreational access route and people in wheelchairs can safely get from the parking lot down to the upper reservoir, lake level, and picnic area. These are the box steps that will be replaced in kind and uh, an image showing some of the severe erosion that happens time of year on the access road that this project will remedy. And then moving to phase three over on University Hill, um, our focus in this area just west of that grassland habitat is um, our focus is forest management and the establishment of a new multi-use trail. So here you can see in these images just how dense the forest is here on University Hill. Um, in that bottom right picture with our, with our forester, Kelly Cornell, you can see how many young eucalyptus have sprung up. Um, these are actually trees that we were supposed to not let grow in our natural resources management plan and yet um, because of our understaffing, they're, they're there. So. Um, We are going to be thinning the forest as part of this project and um, routing a new trail so there's a rollable connection for people in wheelchair scooters, strollers, bicycles to get from Lewis Sutter up to Mansell. We'll also be removing some of the ivy and the blackberry and planting native plants. So there's a couple more images here of those failing asphalt steps and the existing pathways. Um, I I want to emphasize the access improvements that are part of this project. Um, That's, we've received a lot of advocacy in McLaren Park to really look at how can we make more of this park accessible to more people. And um, I know you can't read this very well, but just to sort of flag our signage standard of easy, (coughs) moderate, and challenging, which matches to the um, outdoor accessibility guidelines. limits on slope and surface stability. And so I just wanna draw your attention to a few areas here uh, where this project is enhancing access and creating more complete loops for folks who have limited mobility. So at the upper reservoir, um, you can see the that lovely asphalt path with the historic rock wall. Right now, it is cur- it's currently a challenging path because of all the bumps and the ruts, and we are going to regrade that in order to create an easy path from the parking lot down to the picnic tables. Um, if you wanna look in the center he- here behind Jerry Garcia Amphitheater, we are slightly rerouting some of these trails <coughs> in order to um, create a f- complete moderate loop behind the amphitheater. And then finally over at um, University Hill, we're creating another outdoor recreational access route from Lewis Sutter to the picnic area underneath the soaring cypress trees by the hidden bridges and um, changing from a challenging route with those box steps and the failing asphalt path to a moderate route up the hill. And then I also want to reference this map from the vision plan where we worked extensively with the community to understand the balance of multi-use trails and pedestrian-only paths throughout the park and um, just highlight for you all a few changes that are being made first at the upper reservoir Um, originally the multi-use path was thought it would go up that rolling pathway to the west of the reservoir but um, it's too narrow (laughs) and um, we realized through community engagement that it would be better to route the multi-use path to the east side of, of the reservoir and create a smoother connection with Philosopher's Way to the north. And then down on Visitation Avenue, um, again, we are changed from the idea of a multi-use trail on the east side of the road to a pedestrian-only trail on the east side of the road where we are also building native plant gardens and nature exploration areas and um, having bicycle facilities accommodated in a future project on the road or, um, or potentially off the road, we're looking at a variety of connections. This project budget is about $4 million, primarily from the 2012 bond. And the majority of the construction costs are for the natural resource management areas. I'm so sorry, I'm just realizing my numbers are mixed up there you should flip around those top two numbers. Visitation Avenue um, is around $500,000 anticipated cost and the majority of the budget will be in the natural resource management areas. And then the project schedule, we are um, assuming your approval today, we are hoping to start immediately on the work at Visitation Avenue and then follow with the work in the natural resource management areas next year. I'm available for for questions.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Do we have anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment on this item? Okay, seeing none, I know we have quite a few hands raised on our call in line. So if you could unmute the first caller, you'll have two minutes to
15: speak.
19: Um, Good morning, everyone and Commissioners. My name is Kate Jaffe. I'm an associate environmental scientist at San Francisco Estuary Institute, um, SFEI. We SFEI are pleased to support the McLaren Trails Priority Improvement Project. Uh, The project represents a coordinated approach to improve both habitat and public access to the McLaren Park trail system, which will benefit people and wildlife. Uh, Two components of this project focus on aquatic habitat restoration and are of particular importance and interest to SLCI. Great Box Creek is a rare above ground tributary in the Yosemite Creek watershed, but is highly impacted by invasive species and informal trails. This project will remove invasive vegetation, decommission and realign the adjacent trail and significantly expand riparian habitat with willows, ferns and other native riparian species along about 500 feet of the creek. Uh, The project will be designed to contribute Key missing habitat for local biodiversity that will link to existing habitat patches throughout the watershed. Uh, the sec- second component of particular interest to is along the upper reservoir, uh, where an outfall currently drains through decaying concrete ditches and storm drains towards Yosemite Creek. This project will design a series of wetlands to maximize the habitat value and runoff reduction, replacing aging infrastructure uh, with 2,000 square feet of functioning freshwater wetland. Um, SFRPD is partnering with SFEI to ensure that these features are designed to provide habitat benefits through an EPA-funded project, Next Generation Urban Greening. Uh, In conclusion, the McLaren Trail Priority Improvements Project uh, will address multiple types of stressors simultaneously to improve both habitat and public access and represents an important step forward for this park uh, and community. Um, Thanks for your your time and and, uh, time to comment. Thank you.
1: Hey. Oh, question, hold on one second. The one is before the not. Thanks. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm turning it on right now. There you go.
0: We need the mics on. Oh, there we go.
1: Mic's on. Oh. Right.
5: Um, I apologize. I, I'm going to have to leave to actually go to another California Academy of Sciences in Golden Gate Park. Um, But I wanted to comment because I am a hiker and a backpacker and I consider myself a naturalist and I'm really excited about this plan I think it's amazing that we are such an urban environment And yet there are spaces that we can go in and you can literally get lost and not exactly know where you are in a really good way Um, So thank you for all your efforts on this. I fully support this. I suspect it will pass. I'm sorry I can't be here for the vote
0: Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Mazzola? Um, no comment. Okay, thank, thank you. you. All right, and uh, we'll get to you, Commissioner Griffin. I see you wanna say something, let's hear more testimony and then we'll get to Yeah, it.
2: no. Okay,
1: thank you, next speaker.
20: hello uh reckon park commissioners my name is albert sandoval um i think uh let uh, somebody actually read the letter already is that true yes All Right. okay good so i want to talk about something else john it was john park gardeners the gardeners need new trucks the trucks are falling apart equipment they're asking for equipment to support their health and safety they are seriously seriously understaffed and have a lack of resources to complete their duties and responsibilities, so they are asking for funding for new trucks and equipment. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up because, you know, your body can only do so much, and if you got that small of a staff and the equipment is not good, then inevitably they're going to get injured. And then, <clears throat> then you got a lack of. Uh, then, when somebody's injured, that means the work's not getting done. But I want to also talk about is uh, uh everybody knows we're hiding need we know we're in a matching zone but uh i want to uh recognize the outstanding performance that lauren Dietrich chavez performance is above and beyond uh, our uh our expectations she has shown outstanding perform- job performance and she should be recognized because you know we i've been there sh- yesterday was my birthday 61 years old and i've never seen this kind of tension up there ever we had the, the job return master plan. Now we got the vision plan. But to actually put the energy and time and, and with all the community and all the, uh, you know, outreach and for all of us to be involved and to, uh, you know, feel like we're a part of this instead of, you know, we're just uh, taxpayers and citizens and and mind your own know, business. This has been a very good – I ask you guys to go ahead and uh, approve this uh, item number 10. It's uh, a true blessing that we actually got this kind of attention. And I look forward to the the funding. That's what we're going to need. We're going to need funding. That's what it takes to correct all this ADA non compliance, non accessibility. So that's all I got. I just want to say thank you to all you commissioners. Uh, It's been a long, long road. Have a great day. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Next speaker. are you there?
19: Um, I was asked to unmute, but I already gave comments. Um, so I'm not sure I think the next person in line was.
1: Okay, um, I don't know. Did you comment on this item or? This is Susan Carasol from the California Native Plant Society. San
9: Francisco Recreation and Parks Department's McLaren Trails project is an excellent example of how to approach enhancing local plant and wildlife biodiversity to enhance habitat for two of our six federally endangered butterflies while making San Francisco a place for people to thrive. Please approve this McLaren Trails project. Restoring rare wetlands and riparian habitat with groundwater recharge while removing invasive plants at Gray Fox Creek and Yosemite Creek is important and welcome. The protection and restoration of Saya Hill and the University Hill rare grasslands is of paramount importance. We particularly look forward to the elimination of eros- erosive social trails that further fragment our important natural areas. Please consider adding green infrastructure in the form of shrubs like coffee berry, coyote brush, ceanosis, and sagebrush to help route part users and inhibit the creation of more social trails through our rare butterfly habitat. Please commit the San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department to planting only local native plants in all our recreation and park lands and to removing invasive plants from our natural areas and from all of our parks as this McLaren Trails Program does so well. Our health and our lives depend on how San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department manages its land and its resources to recreate functioning ecosystems for all of us. When San Francisco thinks that it can afford to buy and maintain killer robots to apply to very rare events, then San Francisco can afford to fully fund, baseline, measure, and manage our biodiversity through the Healthy Ecosystems portion of the Climate Action Plan to enhance community health every day. Thank you for your attention. My comments are
1: complete.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Next speaker.
20: You know this is al santa i already spoke i don't know why asking thank again. you
1: no, no problem um just some technical difficulties next speaker
21: Oh. Hello. Yes. Okay. Hi. My name is Whitney Grover. Um, I'm the Deputy Director for Golden Gate Audubon Society, um, and I, we are speaking in favor of the project today, and we hope that you will vote in favor as well. Um, McLaren Park is incredibly uh, rich and amazing habitat with um, grasslands, oak trees, the riparian corridors, um, and over 164 species of birds have been observed at McLaren Park. Um, consolidating and removing the social trails to protect that habitat for wildlife um, is something that we are very much in support of. Um, we also appreciate the um, emphasis on native plants and habitat enhancement. Um, so we hope you will. Um, a uh, vote in favor, uh, native plants uh, support native insects, which support everything up the food chain, um, and this will also be safer and more um, accessible for humans, which enjoy the park. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Next speaker.
10: Good afternoon, commissioners. This is Matthew Blaine. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I am chair of SF Urban Riders. We support mountain biking and trails throughout the city. We're currently best known for stewarding the trails and adjacent native habitat at Laguna Honda, but we also have a long history in McLaren Park and elsewhere in the city. So why are you here today? Because the vision plan passed in 2017 was popular, except for the trails plan. There's significant controversy, particularly around trail closures and trail policy, and the commission asked the department to return. I'd like to really commend Lauren and the TRAILS team for listening to the community and the work on this project. The TRAILS part of this plan is great as a result of this. There's a lot of different aspects of these discussions, the Department threaded a challenging needle. But you'll note I'm not just saying let's go, nor any other the TRAIL users, because many of the original concerns in 2017 have not been addressed. And in the previous uh, Capital Committee last week, and similar to today, a lot of the public comments for people who are not directly users of trails but are impacted by them. So, if the plans don't meet the user needs and goals, which include a reduction in the amount of multi use trails, users will use the park anyway. I'm between a rock and a hard place here with a great plan, great trails, but outdated policy decisions. I frequently talk to other trail users, and a good number of them have similar goals of trails which are not just easy, which is super important, and I'm glad to see the number of easy trails expand here, but also challenging and difficult trails, and also trails which are not just roads. So how can we move forward? I'm going to ask for two things which I'd like the Department to do and the Commission to support. One is to build the trails first before doing the decommissioning work, and the other, more important, is to consider this an iterative process. The Department should return to the policy and practice questions once the trails are built, and it's time to see how they're used and evolved. includes all aspects of the policies with this we can ensure the park is both protected for the habitat and also loved by the users for years into the future and i'll also finish as i often do by inviting any or all the commissioners and staff to go for a bike ride in mclaren park or elsewhere in the city to reach out to me if you're interested in doing that thank you
1: thank you next speaker
22: My name is Francisco de Costa, and one element that you should include in this uh, project is contacting the Wok Malone tribe, the first people of San Francisco. You all have a habit of uh, mentioning about native plants and, and living out the people or the first people who own this land. And I don't want to go into the atrocities that were committed into them, but I want to encourage you to co- to contact the Muak Ohlone and get their input as the city has done, the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission has done in Sunol, you, San Francisco Park and Rec, can do. The other element that you've left out is volunteers who worked for many years, including myself, over 40 years we volunteered, working Uh, Reminding park and rec not to cut trees. And when you do the outreach, just don't go to Visitation Valley. There are other areas. And the people know nothing about what the presenter, the presenter did a very good presentation, but they're not aware of it. You know, at one time we could go horse riding we had other types of events that used to take place, but they are fallen by the way. To so do a good outreach, thank you, and respect.
1: Thank you. Do we have any other callers with their hands raised on our line? One more caller. Next yes. Speaker. Hello. Um, my name is John do you hear me yes
16: hello my name is john whelan i've lived in the excelsior since 2004. i'm a teacher in a school district and i have been for 27 years i live in the neighborhood at um, my children and i and members are all like heavy users of park for instruct uh, play and uh, and it's a family activity um, we often do. I see all sorts of families out there riding the trail. I would encourage the um, well. I would like to discourage any uh, reduction of multi-use trails. Um, I see people recreating all sorts of ways in park, and people getting along, um, you know, whether they're dog walkers, bikers. You know, observing the wildlife. Um, it, um, I see biking as a sustainable and healthy activity for youth. It's it, it, uh, um, and in my children here at Bell High School and in the Excellent and, and in Iron Park. Um, I see the negative effects of the pandemic um, and addiction among youth in schools. I see that getting out being an all ways including in part on trails is a very very hot thing uh, post-covid and COVID. and i would like to um just uh, i'm i'm very happy there's uh consideration of the use trail for this plant. glad to see that there's investment park which needs it um i'd like to see uh, improved by tests throughout the park successfully um among people using the Luna honda trail system, system um, UCSF. Uh, and i really applaud uh, the effort this mission or the effort um to increase stewardship eco literacy in the park thank um, you but
1: uh, sorry your time has ended uh double checking do we have any other hands raised Okay, seeing no further callers, public comment is closed. Commissioners?
2: Comments, questions? Commissioner Griffin. Yes, I did have a question. Uh, does Glen Eagle fit into this plan or, or are you just leaving them totally alone?
18: <laughs> Glen Eagle's is not a part of the this trails plan.
0: Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh that's it. I don't see any other comments or questions. The chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Been moved. Second. And seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you very much. It's a very nice presentation.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Next up on our agenda is item eleven, Crocker Amazon Soccer Fields Renovation Project. Contract award. <clears throat>
23: And we're into good afternoon time. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners, general manager, uh, commission liaison, Monica Scott, project manager. And I'm here today regarding the Crocker Amazon Soccer Field Renovation Project for contract award. Um, today we'll, is a discussion and possible action to award a construction contract for the Crocker Amazon Soccer Fields Renovation Project to Minerva Construction in the amount of up to $5,283,000 to cover the base bid and two bid alternates. Crocker Amazon is one of of several of the Recreation and Parks Department's facilities with synthetic turf athletic fields. It's located along the border of the Excelsior and Crocker Amazon neighborhoods, and the department renovated the field with synthetic turf in 2008. The facility is a very popular space for soccer and general recreational play. Because of its heavy use and age, the field needs to be renovated by replacing the original synthetic turf material and making improvements to the associated field amenities, such as site furnishings and access. Over the past decade, the department has reviewed and monitored the synthetic turf industry as it continued to evolve in terms of technology and use of materials. Part of the monitoring process was to continually review the various turf infill product options, their applicable uses for San Francisco parks, and their durability and performance. Many site visits have been conducted throughout the Bay Area to review turf products and fields firsthand, discuss their successes and challenges with with field users and maintenance staff. Based on this research, the department piloted a natural infill product of cork and sand at Garfield Square and Franklin Square in 2016, and subsequently installed the same infill at Silver Terrace, Youngblood Coleman, and Mission Pool uh, Playground Field, as well as South Sunset and earlier this year. Based on the success evident at these sites, which has been monitored closely by staff since installation, the same natural infill product will be used at Crocker Amazon. Uh, the, pro- the proposed renovation as Uh, More details on that, as I mentioned earlier, the project is focused solely on the renovation of the synthetic turf athletic fields. Um, The bid process involved, uh, we advertised this contract at the end of October with the assistance of Public Works, and we received three bids, and a summary of the bids is available uh, attached to the um, staff report. Minerva Construction was a low bidder, and we have the anticipated renovation schedule is to start construction March 2023 with substantial completion for for November 2023. This project will be done in two phases to minimize the impact of the closure of five major um, heavily used fields simultaneously. Funding for this project is provided by the general fund, the City Fields Foundation, which is our long-term partner in, um, in the synthetic turf athletic field program, and the State of California Recreational Infrastructure Revenue Enhancement Grant. Staff recommends that the commission award a construction contract for the Crocker Amazon Soccer Fields. And um, yeah, thank you, I'm
1: available for any questions.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Is there anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment on item 11? Okay, seeing no one in room 416, and there are also no hands raised, PUBLIC COMMENT IS CLOSED.
0: COMMISSIONERS. I DON'T SEE ANY QUESTIONS. Uh, CHAIR WOULD ENTERTAIN A MOTION. SO MOVED. SECOND. MOVED AND seconded. ALL THOSE IN FAVOR. AYE. 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 SO MOVED. THANK YOU VERY MUCH.
3: THANK
1: YOU. WE ARE NOW ON ITEM 12, GENERAL PUBLIC COMMENT. THIS IS CONTINUED FROM ITEM 5 IN THE EVENT THAT ANYONE IN THE ROOM OR ON OUR PUBLIC LINE WOULD LIKE TO COMMENT ON SOMETHING THAT IS NOT ON TODAY'S AGENDA, NOW IS THE TIME. You can dial star three to be added to the queue to speak. I see we have one hand raised. Please unmute our first caller.
0: Sandoval.
20: Yeah. Hello, my name is Albert Sandoval, ADA Advocate for the of Playground in John McClellan Park. Uh, I just wanted to uh, thank all the commissioners for your guys time. Thanks for approving everything. Uh, I do want to talk about. Uh, um, I heard. So uh, would you guys would it be able to do a survey or, or do some type of uh, in-house thing where you, you you look at the acreage? How many parks? Number one, how many facilities are they maintaining? The gardeners there, they're spread out pretty thin. I see them down in Bayview down by uh, Candlestick. I see them everywhere, but they're, these parks are spread out. You got Orbitation Valley Park, you got Pelaga playground. It goes on and on. You know, uh, you got Excelsior Playgrounds. Right, they're maintaining all these parks, and they're also going over there to find, uh, what they call Ingleside, which my assistant lives on Havelock. Off of Havelock, there's a, a soccer field there in the back behind the pool. That's a lot. And then also 316 acres of park. How many gardens? That's the question. How many gardens and how many acres is each one of them covering? This is not attainable. They're not—they're not, not going to be able to, uh, you know, retire healthy if they're killing themselves. So my point is, come up with the, uh, some type of real da- data, so that you know it. It then you got to get them the right equipment. The trucks are breaking down. I saw them. I was there at this uh, big function up there on uh, by the, on uh, John F. Shelley. It was crossing the park. It was. Um, Uh, was that Emerson yeah and I was uh, talking to that guy about actually giving some money he was the head of the uh trying to get some planter for money you know that's what we need we need some of that too but but we need equipment we need gardeners they need equipment they're they're telling me over and over and I talk to every single one of them at different times throughout the year and it's the same thing they're beating the drum they're asking for equipment and they're asking for trucks and they're asking for more manpower that's all I got Danny Chow's amazing uh he is a blessing to us at that park he's really he's really cared, he really does a hard job. The new supervisor I don't know her name, but she's very, very good down in the yard. So thank you, and that's all I got. I'll send her out. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: We have one more caller, next speaker.
21: hi uh, this is fran martin and i tried several times to speak about item 10 and i did the correct thing and it's you know i didn't get to speak and i'm wondering how many other people were out there you you voted how i wanted you to so thank you but
1: someone should be looking into your um equipment that's all that's all i have to say thanks thank you okay seeing no further callers uh public comment is closed And we are now on item 11, commissioners' matters. Commissioners, do you have anything?
0: Don't see anything.
1: Is there any public comment on commissioners' matters?
0: Next month. Uh,
2: Commissioner Griffin, did you wanna say something? Next month. uh, Next one, all right. Sorry. Oh, I didn't take it down, I apologize.
1: Seeing no comment, um, no callers, Uh, public comment is closed. We are now on item fourteen, new business. Anything from the commissioners?
2: Commissioner Griffin, did did you want to I have nothing new?
0: Okay. Nothing new. All right. Nothing new.
1: Okay. Is there any public comment on item fourteen? Okay, oh. seeing none. Yes,
2: I'm Oh when we get to it.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> Right. Seeing no um, no callers, public comment is closed. <laughs> Item 15, commissioners, is this you, Mr. Griffin?
2: Yes, okay. I'd like to um, make a motion that we adjourn the meeting in the memory of Lynn Wilson. Is there a second? Second. All those in
0: favor?
3: Aye. Aye. Aye.
0: Opposed? Hearing none, it is so moved. Thank you very much, and happy holidays.
3: Yes. Happy holidays. You as well. Start tomorrow.
0: And thank you, Vanita.
3: Sunday. Yeah.
0: Thank, thank Vanita. Today.
4: <laughs> you were the intro-